this is Lenny D'Angelo, December 14th, uh, label makers, uh, leaving Friday with a stack of folders, checking emails on vacation, if you have to justify your rest, you have to justify your work, Susie Orman, do I exist without proof, and who am I if nobody can tell me, these are things that were on my mind yesterday, that I could not get to addressing because I chose instead to rant and rave. Uh, So what's going to go on now is I'm going to try and handle this as a a reasonable human being. I was inspired yesterday by a a podcast uh, called The Galaxy Super Adventure, which was discussing as their topic for that day, the uh, disengaging from art and among, amongst other uh, disengaging strategies and amongst other bigger topics that come up throughout. Basically, the discussion took a turn that got me thinking in a very specific way. So whether the two things are even related anymore right now, but that's what I'm talking about. So, that, so I'm just going to start with label makers and skip the first thing that I was going to say, which is labeling yourself. Uh, one of the topics on the podcast and at this point it doesn't matter I am so far off track I think in my mind that I would hate to uh, I'd hate to connect myself with what their discussion but uh, uh, labeling yourself as an artist labeling yourself as anything I'm an artist, I'm a musician, I'm a creative, whatever it is. I'm a designer, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a mom, or a, I'm a, a feminist, I'm a, uh, I don't know, whatever it is. I'm a Republican, whatever it is. When you label yourself, you assume an identity and, and assume a mask, I think. And that mask may or may not reflect everything that's inside of you. But you're assuming that identity. You're like superhero. You're putting on the costume of feminist. So that you can have powers. I think. This is how I'm thinking about this today. You're, the mantle of, of whatever-ism or whatever-ist or whatever... Uh, whatever label you put on yourself, the mantle of that comes with powers. Uh, but it is not a, a, a complete reflection of the person inside. And assuming a label, calling yourself an artist, puts you in a position to have to find times when you're not being an artist. And I think this is an an interesting thought that I'm wrestling with. Because I think we do too much of labeling and assuming costumes for ourselves and, and there's a reason for it. It's a strategy for dealing with the complexity of life. And life is full of com- complex and, and basically unresolvable incompatibilities, paradoxical things that have no way of wrapping themselves up. Nothing can, that can be tied up in a neat little bow and said, here this is. It, it, you know, it's like a, a, it's like Christmas morning when all the presents are from Ikea and you got to assemble them and you don't have the instructions. Nothing's wrapped in a nice little package. Is that a good metaphor? Analogy? I don't know. Uh, So we assume these labels in order to simplify. 
We label ourselves, we label other people. Why do we do that? Because it's too hard not to. It's too hard to look at the world and, and try and make sense. Because none of it makes much sense. And it's all very big. And it's all very hard to... I use this word too much. But it's all very nebulous. It's, it's, you know, it's just in a mist. I don't know what to do with any of this. So you try to concentrate the mist into a glass of water so you can drink it. <laughs> right? Okay. Uh... Once you label yourself and you assume a costume and an identity, you got to figure out what you are without that identity. So my, I guess what I rub up against here is uh, don't assume an identity. An artist is someone who makes it their practice to do art. Uh, you know, a Catholic is somebody who makes it their practice to go to Mass a hundred times a year. You know, that's... That's what a Catholic does. But to be Catholic, to be an artist, I don't know. It means a different thing to me. Uh, practicing art is fine. Practicing witchcraft, it's fine. It doesn't make you a Wiccan or a witch, does it? <laughs> this is the big question that I'm still not able to answer. The problem that I was rubbing up against yesterday is the fact that if you assume a costume, an identity that has a label, you have to assume the opposite, which is, who am I without this thing? And I, I don't like that. I don't think any of us should be doing that. I work at a job where a lot of people take what they do very seriously, which is good, but they take it so seriously that everything about them uh, orbits around that job and uh, orbits around that company. And I can see it from the way they behave. That everything that they got themselves so wrapped up tight in that, in that identity of, of who I am here, that they may not be able to disengage from that. Um, and I don't think that's good. I think it's good to be passionate about what you do and dedicated to what you do. I don't think it's good to neglect. So I keep coming back to this, this story of Ebenezer Scrooge. And again, you make him an artist, he's a hero. But, you, you know, in the story, it's the point is he missed everything. You know? Uh, human, humanity should have been his business, right? That's the point of that story. Okay, so leaving Friday with a stack of folders, that's about people at my work every Friday. They take their work home to their families. I remember once in, in one of our Friday meetings where we're wrapping up the week and talking about all of our successes slash failures, uh, my boss at the time was saying, well, I'm taking my little girl to Disneyland because it was a birthday last weekend, but I had a bunch of work to do. And I was thinking about that because in, in, in the greater context of the company and the way that people act around that company and the, the, the work I don't know, the priority of them, you can just see it. There are a lot of very A-types who put in more hours than anybody should put in doing something dumb like we do. Uh, and I just think about that little girl, you know, her, it's her birthday, her mom's at home with a, with a stack of folders. And for what, really? You know, for what? Now, you replace that stack of folders with your uh, 
stack of Bristol boards and your, your comic books or whatever it is or your, or your paintings you're working on for a, for a show or I don't know, whatever you do, your, your, your unfinished novel, you replace that. And of course, it's, it's, it's easier to do, it's harder to do this exercise with guilt when there's no little crying little girl in the picture. So the crying little girl helps because when, you, when you're alone, like me, and you've got a bird who doesn't give a shit what you do, uh, it's fine, you know, nobody's, nobody's staring over my shoulder saying, hey, you're working too hard. But I think about all the people who maybe have a, a spouse or a, or a significant other of whatever kind, and uh, friends and family and, and all of that, your stack of papers, your proverbial stack of papers, whatever it is, Is it okay to do to take a stack of papers home every Friday from a job you commit yourself to all week long? What it, and, and whatever situation that fits this same scenario is, is what I'm talking about. Uh, if you have to justify your rest, you have to justify your work. I was trying to beat around this yesterday, and I'm not sure I ever came to a conclusion except for... Uh, uh, that we cannot assume that the work we're doing is important. And uh, whatever it is, and artists are real guilty of this, finding this, uh, I don't know, uh, great import in what we're doing. I don't know that it's true. I don't know that it's very important at all. It, it is as important as it can be. I mean, it's important to you. Self-expression is important. Um, Making pieces that, that uh, make sense of the world is important. There is, there is greatness in it. But is it as great as a life lived outside with others, with real experiences? At the end of my life, am I going to be looking at a stack of papers? Or, or am I, is my brain going to be swimming with, with all the feelings in, in it that I have? I don't know. Are they one and the same? I don't know. God dang it, it's hard. It's hard to think about this, but the work does not justify itself just because it's art. Therefore, the rest that you take from art, the rest that you take from whatever work you do, does not need to be justified. It doesn't require you to fill out a stack of papers like a fucking grant, sorry, a grant application to get approval on taking, you know, your, your leave. I, I, don't, I don't get that. You're not in the military, you know. You don't need sure leave. I'm going to go in town. <laughs> Live it up with a bunch of hookers and come back to the ship. Come on. Can't we just loot, lighten up? No, we can't lighten up because it's too important. So, I'm, I am rejecting the primary assumption that the work is important enough. That it is inherently justified. That there's nobility in it. I am rejecting that assumption. Uh, work is work. It's part of life. You can make your work good. But it is not life. Maybe, I don't know. I probably have a ton more to say about that. But that's all I can be uh, clear about right now. Susie Orman. Why do I bring this up? Susie Orman. I think about... Now, I don't know a whole lot about Susie Orman, to be honest with you. I've never read any of her books. 
She used to be on PBS at a time when I was watching PBS or listening to PBS. I remember whatever period of time that was, it was in the daytime. It'd be like Susie Orman and Wayne, Wayne Dyer. Wayne Dyer has since passed on, so I hate to speak ill of the dead, but what a lot of crack, crocker shit that guy was talking about. What are you saying, sir? I don't understand. I like it. It sounds positive, but I can't make heads or tails of it. Wayne Dyer was like a, I don't know, what, what was he? He wasn't a philosopher. He's like a touchy-feely sort of mystic, who knows what he's saying. I remember once he used row, row, row your boat as a as sort of a mantra of how you should live your life. Gently down the stream, life is but a dream. Uh, wise words? Perhaps. Susie Orman. I heard her a couple of times. At a period of time when I was having some money trouble. She's an investment guru and a, and a wealth management guru or a, or a wealth acquisition guru of some kind. She sold a bunch of books. By the way, <laughs> wealth acquisition... Here's how you do that. Find a bunch of sad sacks who ain't got their shit together and sell them a book about how to do it. <laughs> That's how you acquire wealth, my friends. Anyway, one time Susie Orman, she's doing a call-in show, and somebody called her in who was in their, their early 20s, maybe late teens, early 20s, and was talking about how they had gotten through college or were at a point where they were considering going to grad school or something like that. And wanted to know if if Susie thought it was a good idea for them to travel the to travel Europe and or the world to do some time to travel, to take some of the money that they'd saved and travel, or if they should invest it, go to school and keep working. And Susie Orman's advice, let's call this person 22 years old. Susie Orman's advice to a 22-year-old girl who wants to travel the friggin' world. With adventure and a sparkle in her eyes. Susie Orman's advice was. There'll be plenty of time to travel when you're retired. But you're never going to retire if you don't start saving and investing now. These are your prime earning years. You cannot waste them on having experiences that will cost you. Jiminy Cripes. That is the most ridiculous bullshit I've ever heard. And this is, this is a big problem with our society. Of course she's right, but only from her perspective, which is wealth acquisition. From a wealth acquisition perspective, Ebenezer Scrooge is right. But is that how any of us want to live our lives? So I think about Susie Orman's advice in the same way that I think about making my art, because these are my prime producing years. Well, they've sort of I'm in the autumn of them. Uh, but still, I had prime producing years. And some of those years were spent having experiences. Some experiences I regret. I don't regret having them. I regret the way they turned out. But I spent a lot of time doing that same... Not taking that advice, but sort of trying to mix it in. Sort of having half experiences. Because I was scared that these are my prime producing years. And if I don't produce in these years, I may not get to. Is that right? Is that really correct? Is that, is that really advice you'd give a 22-year-old that they should lock themselves in a room because these are their prime producing years and make their art? That's the way they should live their life. Don't fall in love. 
don't have a family, uh, don't travel the world. Because you can't give them the advice to do both. It's a mixed me- it's a, a mixed message. You can't do that. There is no such thing as putting nose to grindstone and um, running your free spirit, flying like a bird. There's no there's. If there's a responsible mix of those things, I don't think anybody knows how to do that. Maybe you'll discover it, but usually advice is very one-sided and it's very clear. Here's what you should do. A, B, and C. I would, if I had a child, is that how I would tell them to live their life? If they have great opportunity to do something that, that goes outside of the responsibility box that, or the label that they put on themselves, the costume that they're wearing, if they have an opportunity to wear a different costume, or God, for God's sake, take off the costume and run naked through the woods, do I tell someone not to do that? Do we, do we really encourage that? Anyway, what? Am I ranting again? Probably. Uh, do I exist without proof? I think a lot of the idea of prime earning years and producing artwork and how much you produce has to do with this idea. Do I exist if I can't prove it? Am I somebody if I don't have a label and I don't have a stack of papers to hand to someone who, which defines who I am or, or money or possessions or whatever it is, the thing that you are spending most of your time acquiring, it's sort of like proof of life. This is, this is who I was when I was here. And here's my documentation. I was thinking about an, a life lived out in the, in the world. You know, somebody who lives in, I don't know, Alaska or whatever. I read a really good book by T.C. Boyle called Drop City. Interesting book. I think about it a lot because it, part of the book was about a guy who lives in Alaska on his own, sort of a self-sustained dude. Uh, I think about that man doesn't exist. He's off the grid. He's off the radar. But he's living a life, a life that is lived. Or the folk artists uh, who, who people find their work when they're dead and then it gets elevated to a status. Uh, Henry Dodger, good example of that. If you haven't seen anything, he's a, he's a he was a weird guy, but he lived a life where he produced a ton of artwork. But it was all for him. Uh, there is proof that he exists and it existed now, but it could have just as easily gone the other way. All that stuff could have been thrown out, and then he he passes into into the ether. I I knew a guy from working with a with a, an organization in Los Angeles. An, an illustration organization. I knew a guy who died in his apartment alone. Um, he had spent his whole life making art, but he was not well known by anybody outside of this organization. And he passed unceremoniously into the void, as did his work. If he weren't part of the society, his family didn't really care about the work, so the society assumed his estate for him. Sad story, right? Did he exist? Interesting question, right? Of course he did. He lived a life. He was loved by people. I mean, he... But did the art prove that he existed? Not in the end. I don't know. Boy, it's a big issue, too. All right, I gotta... And then who am I if no one can tell me? Maybe this is related. 
I feel like part of the idea of producing work and working hard has to do with a level of renown you're trying to achieve. Uh, somebody to tell you who you are. Somebody, you assume a costume and a label. Somebody uh, confirms that costume or label. And then you're both on the same page. And then you know you exist. Somebody told you so. Uh, maybe that's a lot of the reasons why we produce as well. So that somebody can tell us who we are, that we were. Uh, anyway, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to drill down to the reasons we work so hard. I'm trying to drill down to the reasons why a life lived out in a field is not a life. You know, wh where do we get the idea that... Uh, that being was not enough. And that being had to be justified in the same way the work has to be justified. If anything, it's the other way around. The work has to be justified and the being does not. I think that's how I look at life. I wake up in the morning, I have breakfast, I sit down on the couch and drink a cup of coffee. I think about things. I take a walk in the park. I go home from work at the end of the day. I take a walk outside my neighborhood. Whatever it is, do I have to justify those moments that don't have anything to do with making money or making product or, or creating a tangible uh, record of my own existence? Do I have to justify those things or do I have to justify making the record? Does making the record really require a complete explanation? Why the hell are you wasting your time making a record of things that are intangible and in flux? You could never be a Buddhist and be an artist, I don't think. Not, not with this kind of attitude. I don't think you'd be a Buddhist and be a capitalist. I don't think you could be a Buddhist and be a Republican. <laughs> I think you could be a Buddhist and be a lot of things. Except for somebody who sits and meditates. Do, do Buddhists exist? Or are they part of the ether as well? Passing into the void. Unceremoniously into the void. Hmm... Why am I beating around any of these topics? I know exactly why. Because I listened to a conversation where people were trying to justify their leisure time. And when I hear that, I, I wonder why, we have, why that question even has to be asked. Because leisure time is... Leisure time is when we are being most. Leisure time is who we are most. We may not admit it, but when, you, when you're having a yawn and a stretch in bed, that's you more than it is when you're posturing at an art desk and producing a, 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 a I don't know, a, a front for yourself that you can put forward uh, to, to, to be... A stand-in for who you are. That's what art does. That's what a, that's what a lot of our work does. It produces kind of a a surrogate uh, that we can, or a, um, an, an avatar that we can that we can stick out into the world to represent us in a way that we can control. When everything else that we really are is when we're at home, you know, scratching our butts and walking around and thinking about nonsense and. And loving. I think about that a lot. I think because I'm alone, 
I think about what it means to be in love and what it means to be, you know, partnered with another person. Uh, there are no, there, I mean, we do this, of course, but there should be no sur surrogates there. There should only be us and the other person and complete acceptance. And that is real love and that is what everyone wants. And that is a life lived and is being. And there is no art involved there. There's just you and someone else and a connection. And it doesn't have to be justified to anybody. Everybody understands. Well, that's love. Of course, that's what you do. I'm going to take a vacation with my spouse. Does that have to be justified? Probably not. I'm going to take a vacation with myself. Everybody's like, what? You're a freaking weirdo. I'm going to go to the movies by myself. I'm going to have dinner alone. Just one, please. Table for one. Just me and this book. <laughs> All right. I, I'm off the rails again. This is a big topic. I have a feeling that there are themes in here that will will have or will reoccur over and over again in my life. Because I think a lot about this stuff. Uh, it only takes a, um, a little bit of a push to get me tumbling down this one particular hill. Okay, so uh, justifying, that's the theme of this, I think. All right, uh, uh, December 14th, Leonard Angelo. Okay, where did it?